The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. The curse of the forest is upon you! He just walks between them and he's like, hey, leave room for Ajia. <laughs> How can you expect to stand against us when your knees don't even bend the right way? It's a lot like when Ilda blows a kiss, Ooh. but it's kind of more like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, this guy, he's, he split a wolf in half once with a hammer. Like, he's fine. He's That's cool, what I'm man. looking for in a man. <laughs> so he did. I got dark. You all <laughs> jump and fist in the air. Can we just pause for a second? Because sure. the old Fantasia sounds like a very dirty sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is not milk. I also have an unhealthy relationship with food sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed. I run this bitch. No announcements today, so we'll just say subscribe, review, and share like your life depends on it. Who knows? Maybe it does. Bum bum bum. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. On our last episode, the party ran afoul of a group of gnolls. The party held fast, defending a bridge that was a natural choke point in the landscape, and then slowly moved forward. They sent the gnolls running more than once, striking them all down, even when the gnolls used some foul ritual to turn their pet hyenas into more gnoll reinforcements. Kathak even made Olash swoon by splitting one of the gnolls in half with a well-placed swing of his maul. As the party was sifting through the remains of the battle, they were approached from behind by Albi, the dwarf monk they had met earlier in the day. He decided to take their advice after all and travel back to his abbey rather than risk the coming darkness in Bastafier. He thanked them for their help by sharing some of his abbey's special brew, a cinnamon-based ale called Sacred Flame. After a bit of vomiting, some of the party grew to like it. They then decided to move on. Albi guilted the party into lending him a horse so that his cart could keep up with them. We pick up with this little caravan now on the move. Olash is in the front, followed by Cassian, then Yarfik in the wagon, then Ildov, and then Albi and Kathak crammed into his cart, taking up the rear. Best guess, you're still probably about 40 miles total from Crossroads. Uh, you'll likely make another 20 miles or so this day before you should camp. So, what are you doing? Journeying. <laughs> Traveling. Okay. Uh, Making sure that our lump of gullwork in the bag is not seen. Where... So where is Albie going in relation to where we're going? You guys haven't really talked to him about that. I thought he oh. mentioned his abbey at the end of the last episode. He mentioned his abbey. Okay. So where exactly is your abbey, Albie? <laughs> well, that's a twister. <laughs> oh, well, um, uh, Pelder's abbey is, uh, the, the turnoff uh, for it is, uh, it goes south. It's about uh, 10 miles out from Crossroads. 10 miles... So 10 miles before we hit crossroads, you're going to make a southward turn? Uh, correct. Gotcha. Well, well uh, let me just say again how, how glad we are that you didn't uh, head into Bostafir and die. Good work. Uh, thank you. That's, no, I'm, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I appreciate the, the, the warning and the, um, 
I guess, constant badgering of me to not go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime. Um, obviously, I hope nothing truly befalls the city, but what is a religious man if not at least a little superstitious? Very well said. I don't think I'm nearby in the wagon, so... Speaking of which, I don't know if we mentioned, if I mentioned this in the last episode, but uh, as we cross over that bridge heading onward, uh, Cassian is going to toss a little coin into the offering as water. That's an offering to Hul. Okay. To Hul. That is a hard name to say, too. Hul. Hul. Yeah, just like a silver piece. While you all are journeying, journeying, is there anything you'd like to accomplish? Cassian is mostly just trying to keep any of the tagalongs from noticing that Gulrick is in the back while, you know, also slipping in to feed them and keep them clean occasionally. Okay. So, given the uh, the marching order, if you are going to be slipping into the wagon for any reason, uh, you either need to roll stealth to not be seen, uh, which would be very difficult because there's a horse involved. Uh, no, more what I was thinking was, or, was that I was going to try and persuade Albie and Kathok to sort of scout ahead a ways or to like get at the front of the column. I mean, you can you can persuade them to try and do something or you can just straight up lie. <clears throat> but you got to figure something out. And no one wants to read the book that we got. I can, I'll lie to them. Intelligence things. The, <laughs> Which book? The book from Galric's house that like if you read it, you can... The Tome of Galric's Oh, thought. I totally forgot all about that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I listen, who needs Podcast intelligence? Video. Like, I mean, <laughs> that was worded poorly. Who, which one of us in our group benefits most from an extra intelligence boost? My I guess would be me. But you can't, you can't read. read but I can't read. Bummer. I'm so, just to catch 22. I, I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm really good at lying. Okay, but that uses so, charisma, right? Or are you saying you're going to lie and say that you need the book? Well, no. I mean, I, I don't need the... Wait, why do we need the book? I'm just saying I can lie to them. You can help me lie to them to get them to yeah. like cover for, okay. I'm just saying the book is, you, if you read it for what, 48 hours, your intelligence score goes up? Uh, yeah, you need to read it for a total of 48 hours over six or seven days. I don't remember off the top of my head. It's on the card for it. Uh, and your intelligence score increases okay. by one or two. And the point of that well, would be I'll to... take it. If intelligence is... Then it, it ups your intelligence. So any of the skills that you have that are associated with intelligence will go up by plus one on the modifier. And if... If intelligence is your main skill, um, it can also like take you up over twenty. If you're mm. close to twenty, it increases your max as well. So, well, it's pretty useful, you know, for a wizard. I mean, I Sand. have some points in like Arcana and history and investigation, which I'll use intelligence. Yeah, so I feel like I can benefit from that. We need um, somebody who's good at searching stuff. <laughs> Investigation, our best skill. Mm. Um, does anybody have any objection if Cassian reads the book? No. All right. Me. <laughs> Just for no reason. <laughs> now you're Go getting ahead. into the spirit of this show podcast. Quite contrary. <laughs> All right, so Cassian wait, is going to be reading it. Should as we wait when he's to not... read the book because it only lasts for so long? Should we wait until we're like in a place that maybe has more information about? No, it's, where a, we're it's a permanent boost. Oh, it's it's a just permanent that boost? it takes yeah. 48 hours yeah. oh, to I study. See. Okay. I understand now. It's it's an SAT test prep book. <laughs> I mean, I do know Cassie someone else. is learning about analogies. I do know someone else that was in our party that probably would love that book to death. She's back at the Ravens. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But she, yeah, but yeah. she can't be. Bill does a bookworm, too. It's true. You're the one of what knowledge? or the one of, <clears> No, you're the one of faith. I. What? I was thinking, actually, guys, I might be the one of faith, because I have a huge amount of faith in our collective ability as a group. I mean, I believe, I really believe in myself. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. <laughs> and, and, and you, you also, of course. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just tossing it out there. Meanwhile, <laughs> Albie and Kathak are chattering. They seem to have somewhat hit it off. So they're they're just sort of happily speaking with each other. Uh, what is going on in terms of dealing with, with Gulric? What's, uh, what you doing? I'll check on him. I'm, I'm driving. Yeah, you're driving the wagon. So, Ildov, you're going to go check on him. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you... So, what are you doing? I'm just climbing into the wagon. <laughs> so, I'm going to cover her climbing into the wagon by hanging back with Kathak and Albie and just telling some outrageously dirty jokes. Just Cassine's picked up some good ones traveling with mercenaries and shit. Okay. I'd, uh, I'd... I'll spare our the, the listeners' delicate ears. <laughs> that was uh, that was the sound of Albie and Kathak groaning. <laughs> Great. So roll. Um, you gotta roll something for that. That's for god dang sure. Uh, roll performance. Oh, or for him. Me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 oh! That is a natural one. Oh, oh love it. First roll of the sesh. <laughs> natural one, Goodness. natural one, make you So, easy. as you, you, you go back and fall in stride with them, you just kind of walk up to them. They're like in mid-conversation and you just straight up interrupt them very loudly and then you're like, hey, you want to hear dirty jokes? <laughs> and, uh, and... Kathak just sort of like raises an eyebrow, and Albie goes, um, "Well, not really. I, but I mean, I guess if you have a, re- I mean, do you have a really good one? I guess I, I don't. Does that mean I can try again? Yeah. No, <laughs> it means you have to tell a bad joke. <laughs> oh, I have to tell a, a bad one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, okay. So there's this. Uh, there's this priest, right? There's this priest and this warrior. <laughs> And uh, they're they're like totally they're you know they're alone for the night. And actually, no, the warrior is more of like a knight. Um, uh, and they're in a they're on a mountaintop, but it's there's an inn on the mountain. I should have said at the beginning there was an inn on the mountaintop. And the the, the waitress just has just huge huge cans, and uh, and they're looking at her. And the the knight says, "But that's my sister." No, there was a middle part. <laughs> and at this point, uh, Kathak is like trying to look anywhere but at you. And <laughs> he sees Ildov clambering into the back of the wagon. And he says, um, well, actually, are you, going, are you going by Valera right now? Or are you going by Ildov? I guess I'm going by Valera because Albi's around. And I don't know him. Something to consider is that Kathak has met Valera. <gasps> And thinks that she's dead? Yeah. Just kidding, I mailed up. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah. So, uh, Kathak sees Ildov climbing into the back of the wagon, and he calls out, and he goes, uh, um, uh, Ildov! Il- Ildov! Oh, yes? Um, <laughs> uh, would you mind, uh, grabbing, uh, a- an apple or some bread, uh, please, while you're in there? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Just gonna fish around in here for a minute. <laughs> Third barrel on the left is the apples. Grab them. Yeah, I know where the apples are, Yarford. <laughs> just want to feel useful. All I'm doing is sitting here and driving a cart. That's so useful, Yarford. You're not there. You're telling bad jokes. How far away? It's not that long of a wagon. I can't hear you. <laughs> the wagon is about 18 feet long. And it's loud. It's rolling through the thing. Mm, true. And All it's, right. it's full of wind chimes. <laughs> <laughs> and pots and pans. Yeah. To scare away bears. That means. Um, so I'm just gonna check on 
Golrick, but like quietly. Okay. <laughs> what is what does that mean? I don't. I'm just. Is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is alive. Like, poke him with a stick. <laughs> Are you a no? Uh, yes, he is still alive. What do you, are you, is that all you, are you just like poking the bags? You hear like, I mean, I'll, I'll give him like some bread or something. So you're gonna, you're gonna open up the bag and take the gag off. Oh, oh. You are, apparently. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, uh, open up the bag, roll, are you like rolling it down like mm-hmm. they've done before so he still can't see? And then are you saying anything to him before you take the gag off? Yeah, I'm gonna say, all right. Listen up. <laughs> I'm gonna give you some bread, and if you yell, I will slit your throat. Love, did I just hear Cathalk? <laughs> oh Do I hear any of this? I. Um... Well, Ildov, how loud are you speaking? Are you speaking loud enough that Yarvik would hear you? No. Okay. So, no, you do not. Um. <laughs> You no, we just met some guy on the road. He sounds very similar to Kathak, but it's not him. Roll deception. <laughs> Super weird. <laughs> we were all saying, "Doesn't this guy sound like Kathak?" That, um, that is a twenty-four. He doesn't say anything. Super weird, right? <laughs> uh, but otherwise, he he clams up, lets you feed him. Is there anything else you need? Go <laughs> 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 really quickly. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, other than for you to let me go. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Uh, sorry. <laughs> then no, I suppose I'm fine. Great. I regag him and uh, roll up the sack again. Okay. Um, and then I fish out an apple and some bread and. Exit the waghead. Okay. And give them to Kathak. Okay, cool. So you uh, jump back on your horse, ride back a little bit, and hand them to Kathak. He takes them very happily. Cassian is still trying to tell this joke <laughs> uh, and failing miserably. There was miserably. a part about an apple. I remember that. This is jogging my memory. And so they, they, a bushel in the orchard is worth ten in the bag. <laughs> and I elbow them in the ribs like that was supposed to be significant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 I, uh, get it. You know what, it loses, it's, loses something in translation. Yeah, it really seems like one of those you had to be there jokes. (laughs) Maybe that's it, maybe that's it. So as you continue on, the, the weather starts to turn a little bit, clouds coming over the sky, not like the, the, the weird illusion that you put over Crossroads, or over Bastavir to, to deter Albie. Just rain clouds, looks like it's gonna start to rain. Uh, and indeed it does start to, to drizzle at first, and then it starts to pick up, never pouring necessarily, but it is coming down. But you ride on, because you don't really have any other options. Towards the end of the day, you guys are gonna, you, you should start looking for a place to camp. So let's get some survival checks. Uh, 18. Nope, that was the wrong day. <laughs> Six. 10. Holy shit, oh that's a one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's the same D20 as before. Fred died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie Cassie Fred, Fred dies. dies. <laughs> Critical survival failure. <laughs> 
Okay, so as you all are, uh, you're you're walking along, searching for a place to, to bed down for the night, and uh, it, it's kind of hard to see through the rain at points. Cassian, at one point, you're you're trying to to like you're still doing figure eights throughout the group like you were the day before, and at one point, uh, oh no, <laughs> at one point, Daybreak actually uh, like uncharacteristically bucks and throws you, um, so you you land in a puddle. Get all muddy. I say, Daybreak, what's going on? Talk to me. What's, what's got you spooked, boy? <laughs> Whisper some soothing words. And he calms yeah. down. You climb back on. It's okay. But through the rain and the uh, the little bit of sort of tree cover on either side of the road, Ildov points because she sees that there uh, there looks to be a cave just a little bit off the uh, off the beaten path. So you guys sort of veer off the road and go and investigate and indeed there is a cave there uh it's it looks like it's large enough for all of you to go in it's not quite large enough for the wagon to be brought inside but you mm-hmm. could bring in the horses and the oxen um and it would be a, a pretty decent respite from the uh the wind and rain it actually looks like someone else has used it as a uh, respite for the same thing in the past. There's actually like a little fire pit dug toward the front. There are a couple of logs that are up next to it, as like, like presumably to be used as benches. But is there anything we can do to sort of conceal the wagon from view of the road? Um, I'm, I'm like looking around for sort of fallen branches and stuff. Anything we could kind of like drape over it to just obscure it from sight of the road. Yeah, roll, uh, roll survival. Anyone who's working to to do ad- obscuration. Obscuration. Yeah. Nine. Natural twenty. <laughs> so, uh, Yarfik goes around, uh, like ripping up entire bushes, and and gathering every stick he can find, uh, and all of these leaves, and he makes a very very convincing net. Uh, that he is able to like throw up over the side of the wagon, it is indistinguishable. We had a survival course in Dwarf Scouts. I learned how to make big netting to hide your numbers as you're out there in the Elven woods. Well done. Seems like seems like a took. Mm. Dwarves always travel in single file to hide their numbers. We can't. Are we just gonna leave Gulric in the wagon? Yeah, that was my plan. I could wrap him in a net. <laughs> What? <laughs> a, I mean, the wagon's yeah. like canvas, I assume, right? It's going to stay dry. Yeah, the wa- you don't have to worry about it getting wet. It's oiled canvas, so it's going to stay relatively dry. We bought a good wagon. Yeah. Woodburn didn't sell only the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I right. tell Albie all about Woodburn, by the way, as we promised that we would do. Which we didn't do in Boss Severe at all. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Cool. Are you, do we have concerns about that? But, I mean, if someone gets peckish. We're having this night conversation night. away from the strangers, mm-hmm. by the way. I, you, I'm just, you know, just uh, we have these people who don't know that we have Gulrig. Also, uh, we're not near the wagon at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I'd say we're probably having the conversation away from okay. everybody who so, we don't want to hear. Just also, when I we're so, telepathically, because remember, you oh, yeah. right? Because I can do that. No, we're sure. just hand signals. So, Cassian <laughs> always wants to do his hand signals. Yeah. So when I checked on Gulrig. Earlier, he definitely heard Kathak's voice. Unfortunate, but as long as he can't get free or make noise, and I mean, I told him it wasn't Kathak, but how convincing! Sometimes would he you just sees right were... through me. So just staring at each other again. I don't know what you're saying. 
Uh, How are you doing? I mean, he, there's not much we can do about that. He already wanted to escape. I feel like the only issue is if he's able to get a signal to him somehow. You think he can telepathically talk to people? Well, you have to be able to see them, right? For for the way that you do it, yes. For the way that I do it. You don't necessarily know what his I don't know what are. his powers are. You should learn. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words, Olaf. <laughs> okay, um, I... I I feel like it's not ideal, but it does, doesn't change our situation much. True, there's not not much we can do about it. So, okay, I'll well, just you know. You know, when we're for on the uh, the sake of ease, this is what the cave looks like. It's a new map, just and, a little map. Uh, so uh, a relatively wide and and lowish opening. Uh, it leads into a chamber of roughly the same shape that sort of tapers at the end into what looks like a cave in slash rock fall. It's, around a little It's curve. sort of like a curved uterus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With really drunk birds in the middle. <laughs> uh, no, that's just like uh, natural like juts of rock in the floor. So it's not completely flat on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then the very rear of the cave slopes downward. And then and terminates in a rock pile. Yes. Or a dozen eggs. I was going to say bushes? eggs. <laughs> <That was my laughs> yeah, and there are bushes at the front of the cave that sort cool. of cool. hide the... Uh, sides of it. Well, uh, I guess we'll set up for the night. Uh, Get a watch schedule going? Sure. Yeah, I'll take first watch, I guess. If no one objects. Promise I won't let any more prisoners go. Please stop collecting people. (laughs) (laughs) That I can't promise. So, you uh, get all of the the things inside that you want inside. You bring all the animals inside as well? You tie them up outside the cave? I'm bringing them. At least bring bring Beatrice Beatrice and Claude in. A little extra body heat in there. Can't hurt. (laughs) Yeah. So you bring them all in, uh, get them all, you know, set up and squared away. I'd have, to have a little conversation with uh, Albie about his religion as well. And yeah, he's he's more than happy to uh, to teach the party all about a team, the god of light, love, and civilization. He uh, at one point, after sort of like setting up his bedroll, goes and sits by the fire, which you've you've all gotten started now. He takes out a long Gandalf-style pipe um, and starts toking away. And but he starts token away and he starts to talk about about a team and say things like, you know, a team is the light that leads us all. He's the, the spark of society. All cities and towns are based on a team's holy model. There's there's a touch of him in every gathering, even right here. He's the glue that holds the gods together to, to God glue. Right. <laughs> Offer a toast. Of the cinnamon? Cheers. Yeah, I'll take another cinnamon. <laughs> cool. Uh, roll constitution. <laughs> another sacred flame. Man, you're drinking it. I'll now. take one too. Oh my god. Oh uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, t- ten? <laughs> Seven. Twenty-two. Okay. Uh, so... Yarfik, you uh, you throw it back and you you take it down just fine this time. Uh, Cassian and Olash, you cheers. You take a big swig each, and then you both have that moment where you just feel it rising up in your throat, <laughs> and and like your cheeks bug out real big, and you run out. You both run out into the rain. And, and we high five <laughs> <laughs> and cross the streams. Yes, you <laughs> high five across the streams. Uh, and and expel everything that you just drank uh, oh. into 
the the wet and dark evening. Okay. You know, is very uncomfortable, but he did find that very funny. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing as we come back to the cave. You know, Albie, this stuff grows on you. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it takes some getting used to, but uh, let me tell you, it's so funny when people can't take it. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> this would be a big hit up in Boar. And he has a, they have a good laugh about it. Um, and there's still, like, sort of time left before you guys really need to turn in. Uh, is there anything you want to do or talk about now that you're stationary? I'm just, Anybody? like, oh. in a corner. I'm just, like, in a corner of the cave casting minor illusion on the wall. Like, of just, like, pictures of trees. <laughs> it's just, like, a picture of trees. <laughs> okay. You're basically putting a TV on the wall to watch trees. Yeah. The nature channel. The nature channel. Yeah. Tree V. Tree V. Tree V. <laughs> I'm just going to say, so, uh... Uh, anybody here spent much time in Crossroads? What's it like? Well, uh, I mean, I've I've been there before. It's not too far away from the Abbey. It's yeah. uh, it, it's nice. I mean, it's um, pretty much run by the merchants. So it's sort of a plutocracy, but uh, it's a decent town. I mean, it's mostly just a pass through, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, some inns, a couple of taverns. These merchants, um, do they move any of their cargo? I don't know through the air. Powers of flight in any way? Uh, is that for much of the commerce? Uh, well, when I say merchants, I mean it's mostly like the the people who own the the inns and the taverns and the general store. So they don't really oh, I move. I mean, I guess they carry like ales mm. through their. Establishment. Uh, I understand. They're not like shipping magnets. I misunderstood. I misunderstood. But any any laws we should be aware of? Weird local customs. To to. Uh, I mean, don't kill people. Uh, Feel like that one's pretty obvious. Uh, It sounds very much so. Uh, Nothing really. Nothing out of the ordinary. I'd say no. I mean, they do. There is. There's an ORE station there. Uh, Good to know. Good to know. So I hope uh, I hope none of you are, are outside the bounds of the ORD. Oh, <laughs> on the contrary, we're we're Not very us. close to them. <laughs> we are. Yeah, close to the boundaries. I'd say that's fair. <laughs> yes, we're close to the boundaries because we're not we're not you know. We've met a few ORD members in our time, and we, they're they're nice people. But yeah, so do you, it's, um, it's do they have any sort of uh, sort of libraries or archives, anything like that, in the town? No, not that I know of. I mean, they're. Certainly, you know, there, there's always stories going around, given that it's a, it's a pastor, so there's always people coming through. You can hear a lot, there's a lot of rumors that always fly through whenever you sit in a tavern and just listen up, that's for sure. Speaking of stories, I'll be, um, have you heard any stories about, um, about the, um, the blinding blade, but I, but I use the dwarven word for it, I forget. Uh, Blinderazi Thrun. Blinderazi Thrun. I, no, I kind of say that I have. No. Hmm. Where did you... Come to learn of this item. A prophecy. Really? Concerning us, yes. You are looking at the destined saviors of humanity. Oh. And Drink it in. Fancy that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's a great evil. I think we covered that. It's going to rise up in Bastofier, and if someone doesn't stop it, spread to cover the whole world in darkness. We four, we need to find the Blinderazi throne and use it to vanquish said evil. Hmm. Well, I mean, do you know do you know where to look? No, that's why I'm asking about legends and such. Is there anyone at your abbey who might uh, know of stories and legends and things? I, I, 
concerning I mean, if, it? If it's Argia related, it's unlikely you're going to find a scholar at Peldars mm. that's going to know much about it. Fair enough. Where did you Where did you hear of this item? I mean, obviously in some sort of prophecy. Is there anything else in it? Uh, just death and destruction, and that a great evil is rising, and the only thing that can stop it is this artifact. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say anything about where it is? Well, the mountains, but, you know, that's not terribly helpful. Because it said that Argia cried a tear, and it fell to the mountains, and that's where it's located, in a, a grove... That shouldn't be there. Oh yeah. At a t- like a season that shouldn't be Wait, happening. Who's got the book? Let's let's bust it out. Where is Olash's seminal work? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I believe it is at the end of the page that has all the names of the. It lies in a thicket that should not be lodged in a tree that should not be surrounded by creatures that should not be. Hmm. Definitely gonna take one of those creatures home with us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've thought on this long and hard about anything around boar that may be there, but I don't remember any stories about creatures that it, that were not supposed to be there. Well, now, I've I've never heard of Ozzy's tear before, and I'm not sure that many have necessarily. But I mean, if it lies in a, a thicket that shouldn't be in a tree that shouldn't be surrounded by creatures that shouldn't be, I mean. Stands to reason you should be looking for stories of strange creatures and vegetation, shouldn't you? I mean, those those rumors have a way of carrying that that names don't. True, it's very point. true. It's a great point. Have you heard of any such picket? <laughs> I, I mean, I I haven't, but I you know mostly the abbey and then just the deliveries. But I'm just you know that that might be a better a better way to go about finding the information you're looking for. I knew there was a reason we brought you along, Albie. You're talking sense. Talking sense with Albie. I do wonder if uh, maybe maybe the archives in Boer might have more information on us as well, because it is known in so many languages as different things. Maybe there's a legend up there that one of the scholars might know as well, but that's a bit of a ride. I, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. It sounds like, from the way you all describe it, you're on a bit of a time crunch. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, there's not like a hard deadline, but sort of as soon as possible, we're trying to get it get it done. The sooner the better. Well, the, the faster we hit the crossroads, the faster we can tap into whatever net they have there and see if there's any rumors about things. The drunk net. Yes. <laughs> uh, is there, by chance there is a bardic chapter in Crossroads at all? Not that I'm aware of. Oh. I'm sure there's a bard or two. Mm. We get around. Well, that, that's kind of given that you're a bard. That's what we do. But uh, I figured, if nothing else, we can work the, the ground there and see what happens. But uh, yeah, that's where we're going at this point. That's why we're here. We're trying to find a way to save the world. As crazy as that sounds. Ah, all right. Well, more power to you. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So Gorik knows he thought that Valera was dead, but now he knows that I'm not. Yes. Right. Kathak just doesn't get it. Is that the He's case? He's heard you called Eeldov the entire time we've been with you. Now, yes. since we left, okay. So he's okay. He Wait. never met Gildov. Yeah, no, he yeah. Before. He only met Valera. How does Gulric know that you're Valera? Were you Valera we when just, we busted his? He just his... gets me. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know. Um, did I tell him? I told him that I was like. Yeah. You not told dead. him you were Carol. Yeah. So and. But I think that I also made it clear that I was... In telling him that you were Carol, you kind of made it clear that you have been many people. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of assumes. 
You, you don't He's think he, he assumes she's one of those shapeshifters who has just one alternate identity? No. <laughs> a very specific okay, kind anyways, of doppelganger. Sorry to just... Oh. Ugh. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you have this conversation, you share a little bit of, of the book with him, and he offers his insight. And then uh, slowly you grow weary. You've been riding all day, and it's been a rough day because you had a, a large battle earlier on. You all... You will have drowned a guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, a hyena, not a guy. Oh, true. That's true. But he had the potential to turn into a guy, as we saw. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're Could have also been a female hyena. Let's... Yeah, true. let's not assume, true. or perhaps... I, I do believe hyenas operate under a matriarchal <laughs> society, so just throw that out there. You all grow tired and uh, begin to, to go off to your bedrolls, of which you are still short one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I guess we'll just handle that by the change, <coughs> right? Yeah. That, so what is the... Uh, gonna, gonna take oh, the plunge. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna... Can we vote that Yarfik doesn't take a watch? No. last time he let <laughs> no. someone go. I promise I won't do that again. I don't believe you. <laughs> I give you my word as a, as a priest of Aegea on my honor, which I have very little left at this point. In You're not exactly. your case that well. What? I said you're not making your case that well. <laughs> what would you have me swear to? No, I believe that he could have, I mean, if you think about it, he could have released him last night too, but he didn't. Or done much worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, why would you even suggest yeah. that? Just dig in the ditch, man. <laughs> you're I right, just... he could have squashed all our heads like overripe melons. Just I like did not mean it that way. I don't know. I just, maybe just for just this one time, you just... You don't need to watch anyone. I won't watch him. I'll watch everything else. Well, no. no, that's... that's <laughs> Someone still needs to watch him. <laughs> well, obviously you don't want me watching him. I can watch everything else. Oh it's fine. Oh, my goodness. You know what? You only need to cover about eight to ten hours of watch, which doesn't necessarily require all four of you. Kathak will pipe up and say, uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to take a shift. I didn't... Oh, that's nonsense, true. We're good. No, no, don't worry about it, Kathak. This, We're is, good. this is your vacation, this is, man. Like, vacation. And I, Cassian and I can handle this. We're good. Yeah, Wait, you guys are on vacation. Us? Yeah, right? Two watches? Or two maybe, I mean, maybe Olash can take a yeah, watch. Yeah, I can. Yeah. All right, the yeah. three of us. Great. We got this. You you take a also, load off. Also, if we're all, we're, we're short a bedroll and... If we need to be sh- switching bedrolls based on who's on watch, His is too none short. of us are going to fit into your bedroll. I feel like Olash's bedroll is going to be the most coveted because it's going to be nice and big and cozy on the, on the non-orc members of the Unless party. Unless Kathak's sleeping in it, then you're not getting it at all. Yeah, what, what are we doing with Kathak? <laughs> <laughs> That's up to Olash. She's on vacation. She can figure out what she wants. Uh, well, how about I take first watch? and let him sleep on my bedroll. So you all retire now that you've figured out the watch order. Uh, Olash, you go and take a seat by the fire to sort of keep warm, and that's, you know, a good place to to keep watch from because it's right at the opening of the cave. You check on Gulrick a couple of times and uh, seems fine. Uh, he's, you know, he's actually asleep by this point. And uh, no no moisture or anything has made its way inside the wagon, so he's still dry in there. As you, uh, as the rest of you are all sleeping, uh, Ildov, as you drift off, you um, drift off quietly to sleep. And then you find yourself in a very familiar library. <gasps> Sitting in a very familiar seat. Oh boy. 
as a very familiar spindly black finger cuts a jagged line in the air in front of you. Two hands made up of those same spindly black fingers jut out from the rough cut line and tear it open. You see the familiar face of your patron. As he says, Hello, little sparrow. I see you've been making good use of your trinket. Yes, indeed. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I bring warnings. My enemies seek to put an end to you. What? (laughs) Beware the crows. The crows? Yes, the the crows. Oh, like the animal? Did I stutter? No, okay, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) The two horn will complicate matters best to avoid. Oh, okay. I'm just writing this down. (laughs) Every day you grow stronger is one day closer to when I join you. Cool. (laughs) Stay safe, little sparrow. Thanks. (laughs) The tear closes in on itself. The library disappears, and you fall back into your regular dreams. Find yourself... In school, taking a test you haven't studied for. And then I look down and I'm not wearing pants. That's not that not normal. I feel like you're a dress wearer most of the time. True. True. Except as Carol, when you rock that sweet, sweet denim. (laughs) That pantsuit. (laughs) So. Pleated pants. uh, The night continues on. The uh, watches switch out. I'm assuming Cassian next... Might as well. Perhaps. Uh, So, Olash, you go and and use Cassian's bedroll, and Cassian, you're up doing anything while you're on watch. Is there enough light still from the fire for me to read the tome? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm flicking through the tome, just marveling at the beautiful symmetries of geometry and math. Um, So just mark off that you've spent four hours reading it, and uh, you finish your watch, trade off with Ildov, uh, just about as the the sun is just just barely on the, on the horizon starting to come up, you can just see lights starting to appear over the trees. Uh, as you go to grab a little shut eye, uh, Ildov, do you want to do anything while you're on your watch? I'm gonna just I don't know. Is everyone asleep? Mm-hmm. The rain stopped too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The rain <clears throat> has petered out. I'll wake up Gorik and like let him stretch his legs. Okay. So you go Not into the wagon. Go. He's... You go into the wagon. Yeah. Um, and you, so you t- full on take him out of the sack mm-hmm. to retcon a little bit. Cassian, I'll say that you, uh, what you checked on him while you were on watch, and you sure, prestidigitated yeah. him so yeah, that he yeah. doesn't like stink. Yeah, right. So you, uh, you Ildov, you take him out of the sack completely. Do you, you're like full on unbinding him. I mean, he's gonna remain gagged, and his arms or like his hands will be like i'll keep his hands tied okay so you're just untying his legs yeah i'm just untying his legs okay so you leave the gag in and this is sort of the first chance you have to like take a like a look at him since you guys have really started traveling honestly it's the first time you've taken him anyone has taken him out of the sack since he went in it Mm -hmm. and he he doesn't look great i mean not like sickly and dying or anything like that but just he looks haggard even with like cleaning him up there are 
Uh, you know, his clothing is torn. He could very much use a shave. Um, he's got dark circles under his eyes. Clearly hasn't been sleeping well. Uh, he's been in that sack. It's so dark in there. Yeah, but you know, it's just not... He's used to, like, a really high thread count, yeah. and Burlap does not have that. Remind me what he, like, looks like in general. Uh, normally, he's he's a pretty slick-looking dude. He is uh, 5'11", 6 feet tall, has a, a good head of blonde hair, a little longer than a Prince Valiant. He's usually clean-shaven, like, very well-kept-looking, manicured nails, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, well-dressed, although tattered at the moment. So he looks like, uh, he looks like he's seen some shit <laughs> right now. Not looking too great, but he jumps at the opportunity to be able to stretch his legs. Are you just, are you doing this inside the wagon? Yeah. In the wagon, uh, there's enough room for in, in there for him to stand up. So he stands up, he sort of stretches his legs, like rolls his ankles a couple times as much as he can. And then he starts to, um... <laughs> so I untie the gag. <laughs> stretches out his jaw. Thank you. <sighs> if you're going to re-gag me, if you could... Maybe get a new one. That one's a little damp. <laughs> it's been in my mouth for two days. Yeah, sorry. Uh, or am I? I don't know. I'm a terrible person. Tildov. But... Yeah. What is your end game with this? I don't think we know. <laughs> Look, this is only making things more difficult for you. Why not just let me go? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. What do you want? We, uh... No, gotta... no, no. What do you want? <laughs> I, I want friends and for the world to not be covered in a fiery hellscape. That'd be ideal, I guess. I could be your friend. Uh, we have uh, so much in common. That's true. <laughs> uh, you don't have a great track record, though. You know, when it comes to dealing with people... Well, to be fair, you've only known me for a short time. And in that short time, you've tried to kill me several times. What? I never personally did that. That is such a lie. <laughs> yeah. I, she's, Ildar's she like, brushes hair from Ildar's her face. Like, she's like kind of twirling a piece of her hair. Ildar, look, I'd... Really love to stretch my arms. Yeah, I don't. I just if I, if I let you stretch your arms, I gotta. No, I don't think I can do it. I'm sorry. Why not? Cause you're trying to. I just. This is too. I've already let this go too far. <laughs> <laughs> Evil dog. Look, I. I only want to do what's best for the world. That's your your idea of what's best for the world is just so terrible <laughs> well i think that's all a matter of perspective okay i think sometimes uh a forest really flourishes after a fire the you're i that's uh, just nature <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just this is all right i'm sorry i ungagged you here <laughs> <laughs> um uh i just regag him <laughs> okay so you regag him uh, he's still standing. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell him to sit down. How close are you to him? You're in the wagon with him? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. 
What's your AC? 11. So he... Yeah, totally good, but I do not do watch. You're pretty close to him, because mm-hmm. the wagon doesn't have a lot of room in it to begin with. You guys didn't take any of like the food or anything out, so the stuff's all in there. So uh, as you're having this conversation, you get close enough to regag him, mm-hmm. and in that moment, he lashes out and kicks you in the shin. <laughs> um, and it just throws your feet out from under you. Oh, no. And so you fall prone, and he takes off running. Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> can I get up? Uh, you can get up. It will take half your movement to do so. We're technically in initiative order right now. Let's we'll just be switching back and forth between the two of you. Okay. So you're in the wagon. Um, For the listeners, we're putting Eeldog in the wagon. Is he out of it by now? He is out of the wagon. He's He is about, uh, he'll be about 15 feet away from the wagon. That looks like about 15. Um, I'm gonna yell. Yeah, what? Stop! <laughs> okay. Um, uh, everybody roll uh, perception. 16. Oh my God. 13. Uh, 16, 13, and 10. Cassian, you are still asleep. Uh, Yarfik, you wake up. Olash wakes up. Alby is still asleep. Kathak wakes up. <laughs> and now Olash's vacation is officially over. <laughs> so you yell, stop. So yeah, so I yell stop, and then and then I'm gonna run after him, I guess. So well, wait, he's he's like 15 feet away. You said he is 15 feet away. You getting up uses half your movement, mm-hmm. um, and then sort of like clambering out of the wagon. You'll you'll essentially be able to get just outside the wagon. Okay. With that amount of movement. Okay. So Yarfik and Olash, what are you doing? Uh, All you've heard now is the words is is Ildov yell stop. I'm gonna run out of the cave. Okay, so you're running out of the cave like towards where she, yeah. where you heard her. And I'm, I'm going to where I heard her. And you are figured doing the same thing. Okay, so the two of you run out of the cave. Kathak follows behind you, uh, just going, what, what's uh, what's going on? What's going on? Golrig is still running. How, um, how far away is he from us can, as we get outside? Of um, as you get outside, here. he's now probably about, I'll say 30 feet away. It's difficult for him to run because it is still dark out and he is still, like, he has no arms, essentially, and is still gagged. And the ground is slick, so he's he's not moving at his full, full speed. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's a little bit farther away. Ildog, what are you saying to them? Well, how far away is he from me now? Uh, he would be 30 feet away. Can we see him? Can I run towards him? You don't him? know what you're looking for yet. Right, right. I'm just going to say, uh, sorry, I, I was letting him stretch his legs, and now he's running. <laughs> uh, where? What? what? Who? Where? Can it's I, me, Kathak. I don't know gotta, what you're talking about. Can I tell Kathak to stay in the cave and guard the sleeping people? You're going to wake me up. <laughs> no, because nope. Kathak needs something to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you can absolutely yeah, okay, do that. Uh, I, roll, roll persuasion. Okay. Okay. It's versus his. Four. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I should get advantage with persuading Kathak. Yeah, you know what? I will give you advantage with persuading Kathak. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Before you even roll the oh, advantage, okay. Cassian established not too long ago that you sleep naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was me telling Kathak. That was something I was telling Kathak to get him to stay out of the wagon. Yes, I'm aware of okay. that. Okay. Right. My question is. Are you holding to that? I am not holding to that. <laughs> that's fine. What's your second rule? Because that's uh, double advantage 15. right there. 15. Okay, yeah. So he says, oh, uh, okay, you sure you won't need my help? 
Uh, yeah, no, they need you more than we do. Okay, nothing will get through me. <laughs> <laughs> I like he, swoon he, a little bit, but uh, <laughs> to stay focused. Oh, focus, he, focus. He, he posts up like right behind the fire so that he can see, and he looks like super fucking scary. There's just this raging fire in front of this orc who's just like breathing hard and holding a hammer, just like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you need to stay here and watch for a bit, I'll go. So that's that's your turn for this, uh, Yarvik. What are you doing? Uh, I'm yelling, where, where? Because I don't see him yet, right? Okay, yeah. So you don't see him yet. So you uh, rush out to the other side of the wagon. You're looking around. Uh, you're saying, where, where? And then you, you turn and you see Ildov and you see where she's looking. So you sort of start to look in that direction. And that's where you are right now. Right. Um, Can I move toward Do I see him? Or? That's the, the extent of your turn. action for, okay. right, for right this moment. Uh, so Gulric uh, continues moving on. He's getting another about 15 feet out into the forest. Ildov. I'm running after him. Just running after him? You're not doing anything else? Well, I'm trying to get close enough to him to cast a spell. Okay. What's the... Is it like a touch spell, or...? No, I have... But I have to be within 15 feet. Uh, oh, I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, your movement speed is, is 30, correct? Indeed. Um, yeah, so yeah. you you would be just on the the cusp of it, so you should be just able on to the cast cusp it. of fifteen. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna cast lightning lure. Do you have to roll for that, or does oh he no, roll he to save? has to roll to save. It's a strength save. Uh, what's DC? Sixteen. What does what does lightning lure look like? If they don't say if they don't make the save, um, they're pulled ten feet. To me. So uh, you're running, you take out the rod of the Pact Keeper, and you uh, just on the end of it, this like lightning whip forms. And you you whip it at him, and it, it sort of catches him around the torso, and you stop, plant your feet, and try to pull him back towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just busts right through it. Um, you stumble forward a little bit with mm-hmm. the force of him pulling, mm-hmm. um, and he, he shrugs it off. Olash. So I'm still, am I still back here? Uh, you're back there, but you saw where Yarfik just sort of took off to, um, and you you heard like noises of exertion from Ilda from from trying to catch him with the spell. So you know the, the rough direction that you should be heading. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rage, and so you can move a hundred feet. <laughs> 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 so how far is he from me? Uh, right now he is. Uh, 45 feet from the wagon. Thank you for counting that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's, he's about 45 feet out from the wagon, which would put him uh, 60 feet from you. So the wagon is about 15 feet long. So I can catch up to him? Uh, you can move, while raging, you can move, what, 50 feet? Is it 50 or is it... Yeah, it is 50, so I can... So if you dash, you can... If you dash, you could overtake him, um, but you wouldn't be able to take an action. So I wouldn't be able to, like, tackle him. No. But you could run up to him and throw something at him. You could, you could like, run up the 50 feet you can travel and then, like, hurl a javelin at him. (laughs) Just from 10 feet away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or you could just run up and then do something on your next turn. Yeah, I'll run up. So I'm 10 feet away, um, and I'll, that's all I'll do. Um, so you're about 10 feet away, just a little bit in front of Ildov Yarfik. All right, uh, so how far away am I from him right now? Uh, you are 45 feet away from him. Perfect, I don't have to go anywhere. 
I'm gonna say down boy and cast whole person. Okay. What's the uh, the um, save and the DC? Wisdom save and DC is 14. So you, at the top of your lungs, you say down boy. Uh, your eyes flash purple and nothing happens. Mother of God. And I run the rest of my 25 feet. Yeah. He, r- he rolled a 14. Ugh. And you run uh, 25 feet closer. Ugh, excuse me. Next up is Gulric, who is... Um, hmm, what is Gulric going to do? <laughs> so many options. Gulric is going to continue running. Olash and Ilda roll perception real quick. His mouth is afraid though, right? No. He's still gagged. 10, 20, not natural. Ildov, you see his hands start to loosen in the bonds. You're you're pretty sure that like one more round and his hands will be free, which means his mouth will be free, Mm -hmm. which means he'll be able to cast spells. Yeah. Ildov, you're up. Uh, Am I, I'm still running after him. Mm -hmm. So I'm still like within that 15 foot range. Yeah, so he's still moving a little bit slowly uh, or more slowly than the rest of you are. So you you could feasibly catch up to him. Okay. Well, I'm going to cast Lightning Lure again. Okie dokie. DC is 16. Mm-hmm. Once again, you uh, form that that Lightning Whip, and you whip it around him. And this time, you're, you're practically right up on him, so it like curls around him a whole bunch of times. Um, and you try to pull him in close, but just at the last moment, he is able to loose his hands, and he actually reaches back and just pushes you backward, um, and then continues on forward. Uh, Olash. So at this point, am I within 50 feet of him? Yes. Like I could catch up to him and then do something? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to run up to him. What would I roll if I wanted to, like, tackle him? Uh, it would be a uh, uh, strength check. Okay. Would I'm you have advantage on because right. of rage? You're raging. Yeah. I'm going to do roll that. Be, so it's an opposed strength check versus him. So 11, I mean, plus. Uh, plus a lot. Five. <laughs> a lot. Uh, plus eight. Okay. Wait, you have plus eight to strength? How is that even possible? No, I have plus five. I have, oh, sorry, plus eight with proficiency. This is a strength check. Uh, your proficiency is already factored into what's... Oh, no. Yeah, uh, she has plus eight. On yeah, yeah, never mind. Oh, never oh mind. wow. She has plus five to strength. And plus I have plus, I have plus six to wisdom. Okay, okay. so that's only one more, but... Uh, so that's 20 not natural. So 20 not natural. So you go sprinting forward uh, just as Ildov is stumbling backward from him pushing her. You blast past her and then completely horizontal. <laughs> like you're you're in Superman flight for a brief moment <laughs> as you just catch him around the midsection and he almost like, like, like practically folds backward around you as you tackle him to the ground just face first and all of a sudden there's just this massive orc <laughs> pinning him to the ground and he is his down he hasn't even had time to take his gag off yet so he's just kind of like struggling underneath you um, but for the moment he is pinned Yarfik, what are you doing do I can I am I close enough to see that she did that um you uh, you have dark vision so yeah you'd be able to see that I mean you wouldn't like see it in full color or anything right, it would right, be like right. in in sort of that black and white one awesome so super cool yeah um, if I dash 50 feet, can I get to him, or am I too far back? You could get close enough to see him. You wouldn't be close enough to touch him. I don't need to touch him at this point. I just want to be close enough in case to back Olash up. So. Yeah, yeah, you could I'll get... You would, you would be a little bit behind Valera. Okay. I'll dash I'll dash 50. 
Okay. Use both my own. Great. Uh, so then uh, Golric is going to try and and uh, repel you uh, to oppose your grapple, and uh, and he doesn't. <laughs> uh, he, he is grappled. Uh, Ildov. Uh, I'm gonna approach and just like help. <laughs> <laughs> um, like retie his hands. Okay, so so hands, as yeah. as Olash has him pinned, yeah. you're gonna like tie his his ankles first, yeah, and then she's gonna shift where her weight is, and and you're gonna get his hands. Got it. Yeah. Cool. So you uh, roll, uh, just roll a dex check. Uh, twenty, not natural. Yeah, you tie some some boss ass knots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you get him uh, good and restrained, and uh, we can we can drop out of this like mock initiative thing for right now. <laughs> Fights over. Uh, you've uh, you sort of you both get up. Olash, you like dust yourself <laughs> off because you're a little muddy now because you just like jumped on the ground and it had been raining all night, and uh, you've you've caught him again. <sighs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Do you have your disguise kit? Yeah. With you? Yeah. Oh, we, you want me to disguise we, him? I think we need to disguise him before we bring him back to the wagon. Otherwise, Kathak yeah. will recognize him. All right. Let's and then I, need, I want to have a small talk, chat with you. Off to the I side. don't think we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. I got it. It's not about that. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I'll just like put makeup on Golric. Who do you want him to look like? Sort of like, um, uh,. Because, like, do we make him, like, a guard? Do we make, like, what can we possibly pass off as a lie of why we have this person in our wagon? I mean, as long as it doesn't look like Gulrick, you can pretty much say anything, right? I'm not good at lying. I'm trying to... See? But I am. It's true. Uh, yeah, I think that it's just, like, someone who will just say it's, we're delivering cargo for someone. We're doing human cargo. trafficking. No, it's not. He's a he's a we, criminal. We're we transporting say, a criminal. But he's Kathak might wonder why we didn't tell him we had this criminal. So what if we say, "I caught him trying to rob us on my watch." There we go. And yeah. then, so we like tied him up, and we were gonna bring him with us to like the crossroads. To, crossroads. Yeah, to yeah. be jailed or whatever. And then he got away during your watch. Perfect. Okay. Love it. Okay. I like that. That even dovetails pretty nicely with an idea I had about how to get rid of him. <laughs> does it feel dovetail? Ha <laughs> Yes, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, okay, so you've got the plan. Mm. Uh, okay. Ildov, I'm assuming you shoulder Gulric. Olash, but yes. Olash, sorry. <laughs> I, like I just assume that Ildov wants to do everything with Gulric. <laughs> I would love to see Ildov try to shoulder him, like walking. That back would actually him. be pretty funny. Uh, sorry, uh, Olash, you shoulder Gulric. Uh, you don't have to roll for that. Please, someone take a picture of that. <laughs> um, I love when our yes. minis work well. Yes. Olash, you shoulder Gulric uh, and carry him back over to the wagon. After he's been disguised. Yes, right? after okay. he's been disguised. Gulric um, in disguise. want to take that picture. I can't get the right angle. Uh, but you can hit the microphone oh! with your oh! fucking phone. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm asleep. Oh, and Ildev, you should... Telepath. When we go back and wake up everyone mm-hmm. or Cassian, you should telepathically communicate what our plan okay. <laughs> to him. I will. <clears throat> Photo shoots over. <laughs> we can go back to Great. the wagon. Uh, so you uh, you make him up, Olash. You throw him over your shoulder like a continental soldier, <laughs> uh, and carry him back over to the wagon. Kithak, 
Kathak comes out when he hears you all coming closer, and he goes, well, what was it? Uh, Everyone is safe, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Kathak. Good job. Thank you, Kathak. Thank you. Sorry, Olash caught someone trying to rob us, and he got away on my watch. Oh, but he didn't get away. We caught him. It's cool. Good. There was, he's, this guy was trying to rob us, and now we got him. We're going to bring him to jail. Roll deception. <laughs> Uh, 15. That's a lucky roll. (laughs) (laughs) That was real close. (laughs) Kithak goes, oh, okay, well, um, do you want me to guard him? Guarding's kind of a thing. It's true, it is. I mean... If he's in the wagon with me, I think we'll be okay. We'll keep him tied up in the wagon as we're going along. If I need help, I'll ask for your help. Okay, I mean, I can always, like, uh, you know, like, like Bjorn him or... If you want to put him in my backpack or something. <laughs> as amazing as that would be, I'd love to see that. I think I think Olash we'll... might not physically be able to continue like <laughs> maintaining consciousness. <laughs> like, that. <laughs> like, like I said, we'll put him in the wagon with me. That way, he's not near the ale or anything else. I can keep an eye on him as we go along. And if I need help, I'll I'll yell out and get you over here. Okay. Just uh, this old hammer's thirsty, if you know what I mean. We'll find you something. I promise. <laughs> Thirsty. <laughs> thirsty for splitting people down the middle. Oh my goodness. So it is uh, time to, to wake up and, and sort of get a move on. Cassius just doesn't know what it is. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the most restful night I've had in a while. Cassius wakes it for up. You guys? Uh, uh, Ildov immediately invades your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ildov, Dude. Jesus, let me get some coffee before you jam your thoughts in my brain. The old pump and probe. Yeah. Uh, what are you saying? Yeah, so I thought I'd let Golrick stretch his legs. He took off running. We caught him. And we told Kathak. Kathak heard me yell, stop, after him. But we told Kathak that it's just a guy that Olash caught trying to rob us, and now we're just going to take him to jail at Crossroads. It's in Crossroads. It's fine. Okay. We're all good. Don't no, worry that's about great. It. I was yeah. going to suggest we leave him in jail in Crossroads anyway, so that's great. Oh, yeah. Also, I mean, yeah, I, I disguised him as someone else, so. Good thinking. Still uh, a little nervous about letting Kathak look at him. Yeah, I'd say the more we can do to keep him out of sight, the better, but, but yeah, good thinking on the disguise. Uh, yeah. Well, good Good but, job. Yeah, we should probably get rid of him sooner than later. Yeah, Crossroads seems like the place to do that. So everyone's on the same page. You all begin to start to clean up. Kathak offers to make everyone a big breakfast again. Yes, definitely. I'd, I'd love a big breakfast, right, yeah. Great, great. I'll just go to the wagon and get food. Oh, I'll that's see. cool. I can get it for you. Oh, well, I, I don't really know what to make if I don't see what you guys well, have. Could, or... could you use some of the cinnamon ale and like cook it down and stuff in it? Here's... I'm just gonna cards cards on the table. Just here's the thing: is just don't talk to the prisoner. It's all because he's very tricky. I mean, you know how smart Ildov is, and he almost talked his way past her. So like, just just leave him gagged. Okay, I mean, we think I he might cast magic. And he's in he's in the sack, right? Yeah. So did we? Did I put him in? I didn't put him in back in the sack. But no, he's okay. just in the wagon. You can, you, know, you can have put him. I can in put the him, sack. I, yeah. I put him in the sack. So but other than that, visible. go nuts. We didn't steal anything. Pretend like, like no. he's not even there. <laughs> all you stole was all of the food from Goldrick's <laughs> okay. house. Nothing monogrammed. Or... No. Okay. Uh, so Kathak goes over to the wagon and he starts sort of rooting around in the the bags and barrels and stuff that you guys have. And he goes, "Oh, wow, this is you guys really uh, 
You guys got some really good provisions. You guys really go all out, huh? Was this holidays? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a vacation, right? You know? Yeah. He gets a bunch of stuff together and, and some pots and pans and goes over to the fire and starts cooking stuff up. In the meantime, Yarfik, you just got a new shield. I did. Do you want to spend some time with it? Yes, I do. Uh, and <laughs> what? Doing what? He has to attune to it to oh. be able to use it. Okay. You know, you gotta <laughs> you know. attune to it. Uh, and Olash, you uh, way back in the the culty fight, you got a ring. Oh right. That that you might also want to spend some time with. Yeah, I mean, you don't tune to that ring. Just throw, <laughs> just throwing it out there. You don't have to, but you know, it's an option. What I mean, what can I do? You won't know until you spend some time attuning with it. Since you guys can't cast identify right now, you can't just like instantly know what the deal with something is. But if you spend about a half hour like meditating slash focusing on and with the item, then you can you can figure out what it does. Okay. Um, so you guys both do that while Kathak is making up a big breakfast for everybody. I'm gonna keep paging through the Tome Clear Thoughts. Uh, yeah, you you put in a little bit more time with the Tome Clear Thought. Uh, Ildog, you go and. Uh, feed all the livestock so you make sure that Beatrice and Claude and, and Daybreak and the three nameless horses will uh, at some point. And then uh, and Micah, the, the donkey all get fed. In that time Olash, that is your ring. <gasps> what? Oh boy. Oh wow. What do oh we got what here? What is it? Ring of jumping. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so while wearing this ring, you can cast the jump spell from it as a bonus action at will, but can target only yourself when you do so. So the jump spell uh, allows you to triple your jump distance. (laughs) I gotta start jumping more. (laughs) You're gonna be like Hulk smashing across the Yarfik. Ooh. Animated shield. While holding the shield, you can speak its command word, Tira, dwarven for work, and as a bonus action, it causes it to animate. The shield leaps into the air and hovers in your space to protect you as if you were wielding it, leaving you hands-free. The shield remains animated for one minute until you use a bonus action to end this effect, uh, or until you are incapacitated or die, at which point the shield falls (laughs) to the ground or into your hand if you have one free. So with that, keep it. Don't give it back. (laughs) It's a a Bluetooth shield. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you'll be able to use your your Warhammer two-handed and still have your shield on. Nice. While while you activate it. You have to to remember to use the command word and activate it. I will not remind you. I'm highlighting that on the thing (laughs) right now. Um, but yeah, so you guys are all set with that. Uh, just as soon as you both sort of have this moment where you're like, I understand my item now. <laughs> Kithok finishes making breakfast and you guys all sit down to a nice hot meal uh, while looking out over the, the dewy landscape in front of you. Guys, guys, watch. Tira. Now this, this oh, like blue crystalline shield is sort of just floating and, and uh, like revolving around him. That's awesome. Um, I, I, Cassian, I, as, I as a test, I pick up a rock. You pick up a rock and, and throw it. Roll, uh, roll to roll uh, to, with Dex and your proficiency. Dex and proficiency. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I still have to see with this, right? Correct. Okay. Um, that's a fifteen. So fifteen is lower than your AC. So you throw a rock at him, and the shield is around behind him, and it zips around to the front and just intercepts the rock, and it bounces right off. Cool, man. Way cool. Tia. Yeah. How, how do I know what, like, how high, high I can jump or whatever? Uh, so <laughs> there, there are actually distinct rules for that. So uh, there's two different kinds of jump. Mm-hmm. There's a long jump and a high jump. Okay. For a long jump, uh, if you move uh, 10 feet or more, 
So, like, get a running start. Uh, then you can jump a number of feet up to your strength score. Okay. Um, so, with casting jump on yourself, you'd be able to triple that. For a high jump... My, my strength score? Yes, so not 20. your modifier, your score. So you can jump 60 feet long jump. Yeah, with, with, with the aid of a magic spell. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just spell. saying that that's that incredible. Really you can jump farther than I can move. Yeah. <laughs> You're losing... I'm just going to be like... Yeah. <laughs> Smash! You're gonna be like some um, demented combination of Mario think, and Conan. I think the jump spell lasts for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it hardly um, matters if you can do it as a bonus action. Anyway. No, yeah. but if Galric ever gets away again, boom. boom. Um, and then with the with high jump, uh, if you move ten plus feet, once again getting a running start, you can jump a number of feet equal to three plus your strength modifier. So your strength modifier is, f- is plus five. Mm-hmm. So you can normally do an eight foot high jump. With the jump spell, you can do a 24-foot high jump. Okay, I want to test that out Wait, right now. Wait, that damage where she comes down? What happens if she doesn't get a running start? Uh, if you, Oh, sorry. If you don't do a running start for the high jump, uh, standing high jump, you can only jump half that distance. So okay. standing high jump would be uh, 4 feet, which would be uh, 12 feet uh, without a running start okay. with the jump Jesus spell. Jesus Christ. Gonna have to join a basketball team. <laughs> yeah, um, if you jump 24 feet in the air, does that get into the realm of like falling oh man, damage? That'll be so awesome when Possibly. you're doing shows for. Depends on how well you too. land. You can just do one of those like awesome jump, like kick your legs out in the air, but you can go 12 feet up and <laughs> rattle into your the ceiling. Around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So you, you wanna go outside and test it? Yeah, you mm-hmm. don't wanna do this inside the cave. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Uh, so you go outside. Are you going to do like a running start or are you just doing a standing jump? I'm going to do a running start. Okay. Jump straight up. Oh my God. <laughs> so you do a running start. You jump straight up after having cast jump on yourself and you fly like above the treetops. <laughs> now I need you to roll acrobatics. Uh, so that's 13. 13. Uh, so you you are up above the treetops. You can see the sun shining above you. There are birds flying. It is beautiful. Uh, this is as, as close to like true freedom as you've ever felt as you hang there. Just that one moment of like pure weightlessness. Just going to be chasing that high for the rest of the As you come back down uh, and you sort of like break through that little part of the canopy that you, you had bust through and you you land. It's, it's a little wobbly, like you don't hurt yourself at all, uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't nearly match the high that you just achieved as you land. Like it's not a cool superhero landing. Uh, you stumble a little bit, but you land and you immediately you just look around and you just have this like huge implacable grin on your face because you're like that was amazing. Did we all yeah. see this? Of course, you all saw it. How did you miss? <laughs> how did you miss the seven foot tall orc just jump twenty four feet in the air? Because I was eating really good hollandaise. Uh, that yeah, that's all Kathak made for breakfast. Just a big pot of hollandaise sauce. <laughs> <laughs> He's just handing out mugs of it. <laughs> yeah, wow. so you both you both get to test out your your new toys. Seems like you're both pretty happy. That is oh, fucking that's incredible. <laughs> so cool. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we should all get them. <laughs> That'd be the best. Shit ever. It was like a Mario Brothers game at that point. Where we're all just bouncing around. Travel around like giant rabbits. Just like yeah. landing directly on top of our enemies. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that would kill if you land on somebody. <laughs> that, yeah, that would hurt a lot. Uh, you should keep that in mind. <laughs> so, uh, testing all of your stuff, finishing your breakfast, you uh, 
pack everything up. You pack up the cart. You pack up the wagon. You get all the animals hitched up, uh, and you make your way back out onto the road. And uh, that's where we'll end this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Now, you love us, we love you. Please write us a nice review on your podcast listening platform of choice. Maybe you'll win a Rolls Royce. There's absolutely no guarantee that you can win a Rolls Royce. If you're looking for some guaranteed rewards, head over to Patreon.com slash IWVTCast and support the show. You can get access to our homebrewed content, an extra weekly podcast, or maybe even a custom voicemail message from the character or NPC of your choice. Beyond all of that, we'd super duper appreciate it if you could share us with your friends, loved ones, and like-minded individuals. We are slowly taking over the world. Wouldn't you sleep better knowing that you increased the speed of our destructive wave? All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear all of his work at imadeitup.com. And we highly suggest you check it out. Dude is talented. Tune in next time as the party makes it to crossroads and crosses paths with a new potential complication. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>